This is the Secret Library Podcast. Welcome to Season 5, Making a Writing Life. Hey everyone. Up to this point, at least in this season, but in some ways in the show in general, we've talked about making a writing life in general. And that's under circumstances that we all deal with at one point or another. But that's sort of a a way life looked up to a certain point. And I think we all know which point I'm talking about. In March 2020, something hit all of us more or less simultaneously around the world. So I really can't talk about making a writing life now in our present time without including the impact of corona. So I want to share my story of of what happened in 2020, because I think it does illustrate the way that many of us have shifted around writing in the past couple of years. My original plan in March 2020 was, it seems laughable now, but it was to attend the London Book Fair. And that was canceled of course, shortly before I left. But I decided I still wanted to go. I took the train because I figured, okay, if I don't fly, then I'll be avoiding recycled air. And I didn't want to deal with massive crowds in Heathrow. So I got to London and instead of going to a conference packed with people, which would have been horrible, um, I did have a few quiet one-to-one coffees. I had evenings with friends and basically tore through the city buying up books in preparation for the lockdown that appeared more and more certain every minute. And up to this trip, I have been juggling a lot, as I think all of us have been. But at that time, I was juggling private clients, the podcast, and also teaching numerous classes in person around Berlin. And I was just running all day, every day. And at the same time, I was trying to finish my novel, which I was then sort of in the second half, coming down the the final stretches of revision. And I was just desperate to have time that didn't feel possible in my schedule. And I kept saying to myself, if only I could have a month to focus on writing. I thought this every day. And I even started budgeting a little bit. I looked at my schedule, what I was earning from teaching, what was, you know, and and I started to figure out, would it be possible even to step away from in-person teaching in Berlin for a month to just really spend the time I had been spending teaching in person on revising the book? But I was really unsure if I could make that work. And then we had Corona, (laughs) And I'll never forget being on that trip in London and going for a run. It was I was on the west side of the city near a friend's house who I was staying with. And I was running across a park and I just got hit with the force of what was coming, of, of the realization really of what COVID-19 was and how this is going to take out our current way of doing things. But in my head, I could hear it so clearly. This, this 
wise voice. I don't entirely know where it came from. I think it was my sort of inner writing self that said, you've been making the excuse that there isn't enough time to write. So here you go. (laughs) If you won't choose to take this time that you keep saying you want, then the world is going to force you to take it. And this situation wasn't what any of us wanted. And depending on what we did for work, this maybe made our lives much busier, particularly for those in healthcare. But for those of us who were sort of knowledge workers or office workers, there was suddenly time that writers had been telling themselves for years was the barrier to finishing their books. It was right around this time, and it may have been on that same run, actually, because I do have that visual in my head as I think about it, that the phrase quarantine writer's retreat came to me. And I just had this boiling up of energy and determination that however disastrous this experience with corona was going to be, I was determined for something positive to come out of it and that it was going to be a way for me to see if what was really holding me back was a lack of time, if that was the truth. And I also hoped that in some way that it wasn't just me that could benefit. It wasn't just my writing that could benefit from this time, but that we could come together and that as many writers as I could connect with, that maybe we could all benefit together. So back in Berlin, the lockdown happened basically a day or two, no more, after I got home. And so I I was, I was faced with another challenge. I realized that I wanted to connect with people, but I was an audio person. And the way that this show happens is that I record an episode, it goes to an editor, it, um, it gets edited, we make show notes, there's a lot of steps involved in making a podcast. And that felt slow and cumbersome to me. And it didn't really inspire the kind of back and forth conversation I wanted to have. And the way that I thought would work based on what was available and what was new at the time was Instagram Live. But I had never really felt comfortable at all speaking to camera on video. Up to this point, I I mean, I had taught online, I had run groups, I'd done small Zooms, but I was fundamentally an interviewer. I did interviews on a podcast with a lot of distance between when they were recorded and when they came out. And so I, I wasn't really, I wasn't identified as a video creator, but I realized that if I was going to do this in real time, and if I was going to share what was happening with my writing, I kind of needed to get over that. This this project needed something different. And so I decided I had to get over myself and go on Instagram Live. 
And if nobody came, that was absolutely fine. I didn't need anyone to show up. But what I wanted was accountability and I wanted to just provide an example somehow of somebody showing up every day and working on my novel. So my in-person teaching dried up right with lockdown. So by this point, I had no in-person teaching because they were scrambling trying to figure out how to convert that to an online option. And so I was like, okay, it is now or never. And so I got over myself. I figured out how to put on proper eyeliner. And I went online every single day, Monday through Friday for 13 weeks. And I reported on how I was doing with my novel revision. And during that time, I figured out the customizations I needed to make to revise my book. I had studied the revision process pretty extensively. I'd taken courses. I had worked with an editor and I compiled all of that, but I was really in real time discovering what worked for me and sharing it every day on these lives. And the shocking thing was that people showed up. It wasn't just me in a vacuum. And People didn't just show up once in a while. There were people who came every single day. And they also shared what was going on with them in writing. And they talked about their process and their fears and what was holding them back from finishing their own books. And so for 13 weeks, I was living and breathing this group of people's writing challenges and their triumphs. And I saw where they got stuck. I saw where I got stuck. I saw where these overlaps happened. And I also saw what inspired all of us to continue despite really terrifying things happening outside of our homes that none of us really knew how to manage. And given how much we know now, it's hard to kind of go back in time to how uncertain it was, but we had no idea how this was going to play out. And in this process... I also thought back on how many years I had felt stuck as a writer. I took countless courses. I was in groups. I was in groups that started in courses. I learned so much about craft and had worked in proofreading and editing and had polished sentences, but the thing I hadn't learned was what it was that was stopping me from finishing the book and why hadn't all of this knowledge that I had led to a book I was proud of. I did NaNoWriMo a bunch of times and all of these things had gotten me to the same place. But in those 13 weeks of just immersing ourselves in What was it that was so scary about finishing the book? What was it that made us feel stuck? If if I had had that experience, if I had had that level of conversation and immersion earlier, would I have been able to write the book years before? And I don't know, but what I wanted to do was to figure out if that would be true for other people. And so I started another experiment. And that was what became Dream to Draft. And I took all of the lessons that we learned together 
and all of the tools that had worked for me and felt valuable in all of the courses and all of the books I'd read up to that time. And I watched what was transforming people's writing lives in the middle of this horrific year and boiled it down into a 90-day process that left writers with a first draft of their novel. And the thing that felt really magical, which I didn't do on purpose, but it just felt like a confirmation, was that I had envisioned it in my head as a 90-day experience, which was essentially because I'd done NaNoWriMo so many times, but it felt so it felt so um, draining to do 1,667 words a day for 30 days. That just felt like, oh, I can do it. But it was there was no life along with that experience. It was like if I was doing a NaNoWriMo, I was doing my job and I was doing NaNoWriMo and that was it. No social experience, nothing at the same time. And so I wanted something that people could really sustain. And so I thought, what if we... Instead of doing it in 30 days, we do it in 90 and we make the word counts much smaller. We make them more sustainable. What if people get weekends off so they can rest? And that was my reason for making it 90 days because it felt like three times the length of 90 to accomplish just a slightly longer draft would be so much more sustainable. And the funny thing was when I looked at how many weeks the course was, <laughs> if it was 90 days, it broke down to 13 weeks. And that just, oh, it felt like the biggest confirmation. So, and the first time I ran the course, actually, I just picked a start date and had the plan. And then later I looked at the calendar and saw that the day the course ended was the day before my birthday, which was just really beautiful for the first run. So my birthday present was seeing all of these people come across the finish line with books who really, some of whom said the idea of finishing a novel was laughable to them. And yet there they were with books. So of all the insight that came because of COVID, you know, the fact that I was able to finish my book and knowing that going through lockdown multiple times with my husband, without us killing each other, meant that we were probably a pretty good fit. You know, those were both really, really great wins for, for COVID. But the big one that came out of it was Dream to Draft. And it's it's truly astonishing to me now that that there that I, I had a life before this. I can't imagine not doing this. And and much like, you know, when you get an idea for a novel. And it comes to you and you write it down and it feels like it's just coming through and you're, you're, you're writing it down, but you're not quite sure where it's coming from. That was very much how creating the course felt to me. It just, it felt like channeling. And it was, it was a lot because I had to record all these lessons because it's 13 weeks of Monday through Friday lessons. And I had themes for each week and ideas, but... And I had notes and I had everything lined up, but then there was the actual recording and it just came out like I was possessed and yet 
it was completely necessary. It felt cohesive and like it came through without my fully understanding how it happened. And it's, it's honestly one of the biggest gifts I've ever received in my life. I feel so grateful that, that this came together and even more so to be connected with the writers in the community that has been built because of the course. I mean, I've seen dozens of writers pass through at this point in the multiple times we've run it. And to, to get photographs of people's finished drafts, especially the ones when they write it longhand, you know, and this, many of them have wrapped them up with beautiful fabric and sent me pictures of here it is, it's done. And even beyond that, I have a, a student's published book on my bookshelf. This is priceless to me. And I'm sitting here kind of amazed that this happened. Because we all have these big stories from COVID, and most of them are heartbreaking. I mean, we've all lost people. We know people have been lost. We've had all kinds of, of separations. We've lost time and experiences with loved ones that we had hoped to have that weren't possible. We've lost those loved ones themselves. And this is horrible and really hard to take. But what I know is that I wouldn't be in the state I'm in, which is relatively sane and together even after nearly two years of this. I wouldn't be where I am without writing. It was writing that distracted me during the really tough parts of 2020. The fact that I could work on revising my book, the fact that I could escape into a parallel world that was not impacted by the world the way that that the world was. You know, it was not touched by the news because I was writing a book that was set in a time that was before all of this happened. So it was it was a vacation every time I worked on it mentally. And I didn't realize how big of an impact it was having until I finished the revision and really struggled during that time kind of before before I got notes back from my editor there was a window about a month when he was reading it and was going to give me notes back and that was the first point during the the whole experience that I didn't have the book with me and the loss was bigger than I expected and so I, I realized at that point how important it was to have a writing project and that that was what was getting me through it, really. That and, and focusing on my students' writing projects as well, that was an added benefit. And <laughs> to, to sum this up, I have to quote another force that many of you who have been on lives and been in the course with me know also carried me through Corona, which is the miracle of that show that is Ted Lasso. Um, I have to say, this whole couple of years has proved that writing is life. Writing is absolutely life. And I'm so glad that I had it and that I still have it. 
and that I get to keep working on it. And I hope that you are able to make time for your writing because writing can be life for all of us. It's not just about taking time and working on our own book. It's about that slice of life and experience that you capture that someone else can read and then understand the world from your point of view. And they can, they can take in your story and it makes their world richer. And as we all worked on these books, and as we all continue to work on books, the more books we have, the more beautiful the world becomes. A little bit like the never-ending story when she talks about when Fantasia is disappearing. If you haven't seen the never-ending story, this is going to sound a bit strange, but there's a bit where the, the world of imagination, Fantasia, is disappearing. And eventually it's down to one grain of sand. And the empress of this world is holding it and gives it to the little boy who is aware of this process. And she says the, the way you can bring it back is to make a wish. And the more wishes you make, the more beautiful Fantasia becomes. And I've always thought that a book is like a wish in this way. The more books we have, the more stories we all write, the more beautiful Fantasia becomes. So I hope that this helps you continue to face the situation we haven't yet come out of, but with writing helping you along the way. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't yet done so, it means the world when you leave a review or rate and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. You can also check out the YouTube channel linked in the show notes where we have supplementary videos each week. And that's been great fun to share as well. Again, I could not have done that without this corona experience. The thought that I would have YouTube videos with me talking to camera before this experience was shocking. But here we are. It's been a couple of years and none of us are the same. So thank you for being with me along the way. And I'll see you back here next week. Mm-hmm.